Welcome to My Media Life, brought to you by the World Media Group. My name is Belinda Barker, and I'm the Chief Executive. Um, we have a slightly different uh, podcast for you today. Um, we're talking this series to people um, from all different uh, walks of the media industry about their careers. Um, our very first one was with Sir Martin Sorrell. Um, and today uh, we have the winner of this year's uh, World Media Award, The Rising Stars. Um, and who is Abina Iwuji? Yes. Now, have I pronounced that correctly? Completely fine, Belinda Abina. Yeah. Half night. Um, Abina is the content partnerships manager at Wavemaker. He's also a podcaster, which makes me nervous because <laughs> I'm sure he's better at it than I am. Uh, and also a member of the Black Young Professionals Association, the DYP Network. Yes. Yeah. DYP Network. Um, so, Abina, before we get into the, the main part of this, I'd really like to understand a little bit more about what your route into media was, because I know it's, it's very different for everybody. Yeah, definitely. And before I go anywhere, Belinda, just thank you so much for this opportunity to talk on your platform. And um, yeah, I, World Media Group has been a crazy time these past couple of weeks, just getting to know you and the team but it's been a blessing so thank you for the opportunity and um yeah so in terms of my path into media i think uh, we had a conversation about this earlier um a lot of our past tends to be non-traditional right i didn't go to school i went to school for economics and statistics so very data focused background um the full story is essentially uh, around the pandemic time i was working uh, in government in education policy as a data analyst in america and, um, you know, COVID hit and my visa was running out. And so I was just like, it's time to go back home. And so I came back and I was feeling like a bit of a failure. You know, I, I didn't have a job when I came back. Um, I just broke up with my girlfriend um, and I was in quite a lot of debt. So I wasn't in the best of places. And I was just trying to look for anything in order to just get me to that next level. And so I was looking at my skills and what I had done. And I previously worked with this hospital in Nigeria in like creating their website. And uh, they wanted to push a campaign to talk about uh, nutrition to, uh, you know, the daily people in order to, you know, get them eating better so they wouldn't have to go to the hospital as much. And so uh, I was talking to uh, the founder of the clinic. And I was like, okay, I've made some content for you guys. You know, how do you reach your, your average person? And they were just like, I don't know. Uh, you're going to have to figure it out for us. And so that introduced me to the world of like audience generation and digital marketing, right? So I was now focused on, okay, how do you get a message out and reach general audiences? Um, I did some online courses here and there and started doing kind of like LinkedIn campaigns because I was looking for a job to show my skills as a data analyst and, you know, put it within different topics. Um, I did that a few times and just by luck, a recruiter reached out to me saying, you know, hey, you know, I love what you did here. would love to have a conversation. And we had a conversation. I talked to them a bit about the things I'd done in the past and my future ambitions. Um, and they just said, hey, Wavemaker would be a great fit for you. 
So, you know, I studied a bit about wig maker to make sure actually it was a great fit for me. And, and then I said, yes, I'll go for it. Um, and I think the main reason why I went for it is because I've understood for a long time the power of media, even though perhaps I didn't understand the word, the right words. But, you know, I believe one of the greatest exports countries like America or even the United Kingdom has done is media, right? Come to our country. We are Great Britain. You know what I mean? Uh, America, the American dream. And so it sold a story across the world about what it means to be part of that country. They sell movies, they sell music, they sell culture all through media. And so I was always uh, interested in how I can be a part of that conversation and to better influence culture to people like me to, to change our story. I can get a leg into that. So but um, it's because of my untraditional background that, you know, we, we have this podcast and we make a roots called Media and Color. And it's about educating people like me that, hey, you know, this is an industry. This is a real thing. You can make money. You can do good work. Um, and it's available too. You don't just have to go the doctor lawyer path. You can do this too. Um, and yeah, and we talk about other things as well. But sorry, that was a very long-winded introduction to me. But there you go. That's how I got into the industry. So your content partnership manager at Wavemaker. Yes. The, the, the media industry is, it has enormous breadth to it mm. Mm. can you explain it for for somebody who was yeah coming into the industry and how it sits in sure thing so in layman's terms content partnerships right so let's say we have brand a um i don't know they are, i have a bunch of books here so they're a, they're a book company and uh, they want to push a campaign uh, to push a new series of books they're launching so my job would be to find publishers and partners who who own an audience that they are trying to target and create a strategy to meld them two together to create a successful campaign using content, right? And so content is a big word, right? It can mean a lot of things. Yes, it can mean like internet articles, right? So CNN is a common partner that we work with. And so they, they write a lot of bespoke articles for us, but it can also mean documentary series. It can also mean a podcast like this one. Um, content is very varied, as we all know. It's about finding the right content to fit the campaign and the aims of of the brand that I'm working with. But in layman's terms, that is what I do. And what's the, the favorite bit of your job? What What do you enjoy the most? Ah, oh, um, I think for me, the favorite, my best part really is when you get to talk to the different partners and just see uh, the repository of what they actually have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. I, my mom loves CNN. My mom loves CNN. I grew up on CNN. And so the opportunity now to work with them as a partner is crazy. And you get to see behind the scenes. They actually took us to their studio and I got to say, and this is CNN inside the actual <laughs> studio. <laughs> um, Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that to me is the best part. Like uh, the economist, my whole uni life was based around the economist, if I'm honest. And so to be able to then work with them as a partner, trying to make strategies for brands and creating those um, branded content there is an amazing point. You know, I was once a, a pure consumer. I'm now behind the scenes. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's the best part for me. So do you have, for me, from the outside, it's your enthusiasm just 
oozes out of you. So if, if I was to, to say, what's your secret talent, it, it, it would be your enthusiasm. But what do you think is, you've been in the industry, well, you've been with Wade Waker for three years now, I understand. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think is your secret talent? Ah, <laughs> This question is always, um, I don't know if people will take this as a valid answer, but I'll tell a story and then I'll, 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 I'll yeah. give my answer. So, um, first of all, so I didn't start in content and partnerships. I started in data and analytics because my background was in data. Yeah. And so when I first joined WaveMaker, I was, I was joining in the analytics team. And, um, yeah, and it just made sense because that's where I came from and that's mm-hmm. how I entered the industry. And I remember one day I was in the office. And I don't know why I was just walking down the corridor and I was just smiling for no reason, like a crazy person. And um, this person came up to me and was like, why are you smiling? What's what's so good about life? Why are you smiling? And we ended up having a conversation. Um, They also uh, came from America. And so we talked about America for a bit. We talked about different publications, da-da-da, and all of that. Um, Lo and behold, this person was the partner for content and partnerships in Wavemaker. And so we ended up just having more of a conversation. I told her about my longer term ambitions um, within media. And she was just like, I think you'd be a great person for the partnerships team. Let me just show you some of our work, you know? And then long story short, I ended up joining the team. And so I think in terms of a superpower, I think, I guess, uh, giving out charisma (laughs) for energy, um, that is sort of a superpower for me. I always felt very insecure about saying that as as a strong point because it's like, you know, all flash, no depth. But I'm learning that it's actually quite hard to find people who who add energy. A lot of people suck energy. And so I just make it a point in my life. That I give as much energy as I can to the people around me. Sometimes, you know, I'm better than other days, but generally speaking, um, I think that's been the thing that's really pushing me to where I am. And is the reason why I end up being a root of a lot of projects because I'm able to give a lot of energy to projects at the genesis. Um, but yeah, that's what I would call it. It's interesting you're talking about the 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 change in direction that you made from from data to to effectively the more kind of content creative side. And I, I do think that that is one of the things about working within this industry mm. I, I love the most is, is that you you get exposed to so many different things and, and you are able to to make those kinds of changes do you mind if i just add something yeah, yeah go for it um i absolutely agree with that point so much and it's so i'll tell you i'll say two things right so i started working with wavemaker roots which is our employer resource group and community around mm. cultural inclusion um, in advertising. And it's upon working in Wavemaker Roots that I got exposed to the vast majority of media. Because when you work in analytics, you're quite silent, right? You're dealing with numbers, databases, and all of that. That's where I come from. So it made a lot of sense. But when I started doing projects within Roots, that's when I got um, exposed to the planning team. I got exposed to AV because we we're doing projects alongside of them. I got exposed to content, I got exposed to strategy. And all of that, because I had to in order for my work within Roots to make a lot of sense. And so it's upon doing all of that, they see how everything is very interlinked, right? You know, like you have to talk to the investment team to better understand what partners are viable for you to work within, like 
my ERG strategy when I'm doing a campaign. I have to talk to planners uh, because I need to think about how to distribute the money that I have with, um, you know, through the budget in order to best touch the platforms in the best way possible. I have to talk to content and creative to get an idea of like the big picture and what we're trying to do. Everything is very interlinked. And I didn't realize how wide it was and how much there's actually so many connections until I joined that. And now, even though, you know, my main role is content partnerships, I end up doing a lot of planning. I end up doing a lot of display. I end up doing a lot of different things. And so, yeah, yeah. You end up becoming quite the multidisciplinarian. Um, and that's been a big blessing for me. Sorry, I just had to add that part because <laughs> it was just there and I had to do it. <laughs> so, um, as an individual, as a person, where do you get your daily news from? You've already mentioned CNN and The Economist, but are, mm. are they part of your regular news diet? So, um, the, uh, CNN, yes, because my mom texts me like once a week about, did you see this on CNN? So, by the fourth, we need not getting that. Um, uh, but yeah, I also... When I'm thinking more about advertising, I do look at this blog called Activation Ideas. Um, it's run by this gentleman uh, who he used to work in Ogilvy. I think he now works as a freelance, um, you know, advertiser, so to say. And I think that's where I get a lot of my inspiration about what's there. They, they filter by categories and so you can see what's won awards, what's also more low-key. Um, so I think that's, that's where I get... for your work. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, but in a, in a broader sense, where are you getting your, your media input from? Okay. In a broader on a sense. personal level. Yeah. Rather than okay. your work. Absolutely. So on a personal level, yeah, it is CNN's The Economist. I also watch, uh, uh this show, um, uh, it's, it's based in America, <laughs> but, um, I've watched the daily show a lot and that. There's they add a bit of comedianness, funniness to your news, so that helps it be a lot more digestible. Um, I've got BBC alerts on my phone as well, so I also get that there. Um, if I'm honest, I try my best not to absorb too much news all at once, just because it, it's not always the most positive thing. And so there are times when I would like literally scour the internet seeking lighter news, right? So less there's a fire in Afghanistan to more. Um, a puppy was saved by the lake. <laughs> and I get that sort of news more from social media um, and that sort of side. Is that what you use to help turn your your brain off? Or do you have other other things that you use to, uh, you know, again, we, we talked briefly yeah. before we started this uh, uh, about how particularly during, you know, um, lockdown and COVID and, and working from home, that, that there is this always-on attitude. You know, we're recording this at, at nine in the morning. You've already been working for a period of time at home. Um, so how, how do you clear your head? How do you get out of that space? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure if I'm the best model for this, to be honest. Um, because, like, I guess I am a reader, so I read a lot of books. That's something that I do. But to be honest, the best way for me to relax and clear my head is usually making something. So 
I taught myself how to code a long time ago and it's, it's, it's what pushed me into like data. And so a lot of my time is spent just coding stuff and making stuff. Um, right now I'm very obsessed with generative art. And so I'm, a, I'm about to go on a nerdy tangent. Please forgive me. But, um, yeah, so I, generative art allows you to use, um, essentially code to create arts using like formulas and maths within nature. And so, uh, there's this library in, in JavaScript called P5 that, um, it's basically, it's meant to be for those who are more design orientated as a coder. And so I've been using that a lot to just, you know, make different pieces um, and stuff like that. And I don't know if this this sounds weird to anyone, but yeah, that's what I do for fun. <laughs> um, I also do poetry and I perform a lot. So that also helps me calm down. It sounds like work, but I don't know. There's just something about switching my head to that sort of thing that it, it, it calms me down and it, it makes me use a different sort of energy. And so that's my main way of calming down. Not sure if that's the most healthy thing to do, but that's what I do. Well, the poetry, it, absolutely, because that that is getting outside of yourself, isn't it? Mm. it it's interesting. It, it there does seem to be something of a renaissance of of the um, spoken word performance. I've been hearing more and and more about it, which is a very I mean, that's a big juxtaposition between you and your digital. That that's really different, interesting. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I think in the UK, I don't know why, but spoken word has become quite prominent over the yeah. next few years, and I imagine mm-hmm. it's going to increase over time. Um, but yeah, it, it is a way of reflecting, getting outside of your body, mm-hmm. and there's something nice about you know creating a cadence with your words that just you know adds a sense of um, uniformity, if that makes sense. Um. But yeah, I, I've seen a lot, I've, I've spoken to a lot of spoken word artists. A lot of them, ironically, end up going into copywriting as a as a thing they do on the side. So I think advertising and spoken word actually has a lot of interlinks, right? Because you're trying to tell a story, you're trying to hook an audience, trying to convey a message. You're just changing, I guess, the goal of your message a bit when you're moving it more to advertising. Um, but yeah, I just see, I see it as a complement to the things that I already do, if I'm honest. The last question, who or what inspires you? Ah, yes. This question. <laughs> um, I have, so I have few things that I think inspire me the most. One, if I'm honest, is just where me and my family have been. Like my mom came to the UK. She was a dishwasher. My dad was a cab driver. Um, and we've been able to create something more than what we had, right? Um, not saying the story has been completely smooth and all of that, but I, I was talking to someone and my childhood place where I grew up in Kilburn has been completely knocked down, right? It's, it's gone. Um, in a way, that's a blessing because I'm not going to lie, it wasn't the best of places, but it made me reflect and say, look how far we've come, right? Like I used to live in a council estate in Kilburn where like my prospects weren't the best. I remember I moved schools and between the school I was in where I grew up to where I moved um, in Wembley, those kids where I moved, they were on their 12 times tables and I hadn't done my twos yet. That was the gap in, in, in education that existed. And we were able to overcome that and be where we are today. So in, 
sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm just grateful. I'm just like that in itself is an inspiration. Regardless of where I go from now, where I was now to where I am now, it's a huge jump and I'm thankful. And that inspires me a lot. Um, and so, yeah, and I want to push that for my brother and, and push that message onwards. So, but I thought preaching there. So that's one point. Um, the other point <laughs> that inspires me a bit as well, honestly, has been the amount of um, recent news about like, like you see Chimamanda's now in, in a lot of cultural zeitgeist. Um, there's a Zimbabwean um, education advocate, uh, V, that's been pushing um, the narrative for education within Africa. Uh, Trevor Noah is, is making it as a, as a strong South African comedian that I really appreciate. I think, you know, John Boyega, like there are just so many people like me who are who are doing things in life that I'm like, I never thought of someone like us being able to do that. And we're there. And I think that alone is inspiration. Not saying I have to be at that height, but just knowing that it's possible to change your your, your narrative in such a dynamic way, to me, um, it's quite inspiring. So, yeah. Well, I find you quite inspiring. And Thanks. I think that um, everybody listening to this will understand exactly why you uh, were awarded the Rising Star um, for the World Media Awards this year and I'm so delighted that we are going to be continue to work together on the future leaders program um and with that I just want to say thank you very much for being us thank you thank you thank you for the opportunity I hope I hope so I took something from this today but um it's a blessing and I don't know it's just I I I always feel weird about like awards and commendations sometimes because it makes things look very like big and woo. But in reality, we're all just kind of, we're just people doing our work and, you know, do your work. And hopefully you get recognition for the things you do. But regardless whether it comes or not, you need to make sure that you continue on your path because your path is meant for you, right? So I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity. And yeah, I hope this helps somebody. Thank you. Thank you, Abina. Awesome. Thank you.